My name is Tracy Burns. I'm a financial advisor with UBS. This podcast is called Five Things because you're going to learn five things and then you're going to get on with your day. We are busy. We have stuff to do. I get it. I'm on a mission to help women. I'm here to empower them financially, especially through divorce transition. I have a super soft spot for female founders and entrepreneurs. And of course, closing that wage gap. I have three young adult kids, two are women. And uh, I have a, this podcast is just a little personal interest in a small piece of helping us all get there. So before we dive into today, please listen to some of our previous podcasts. We did the five things your business should be thinking about now, the five people you should be surrounding yourself with. We actually did um, with my our guest's co-founder, how to find the perfect board seat, the five things to look for. And today we're actually going to talk about how to create a board of your own as an entrepreneur. When do you need one? When should you start looking for one? Um, hint, hint, immediately. And, um, and we're going to talk about how to do that. Kat Dahan is here with us. She is the co-founder of The Fourth Floor, which is this amazing community dedicated to increasing, basically getting women on boards, getting more women up top. That's what we need. And she is a long-term, long-time entrepreneur herself. I'll let her tell us about her entrepreneurial journey. She is also, and actually I know this firsthand, you are the consummate connector, Kat. Like you are so good at connecting people. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, that's one of my passions. It's amazing. Born in Zurich, now here in Manhattan. So your story is long and illustrious. And if you want to give us the one minute uh, elevator pitch on how you got from Zurich to the fourth floor, I'll take it. Oh, wow. That's a long story and I don't want to bore anyone, but um, <laughs> yes, um, moved to Seattle when I was two and uh, grew up there. And, you know, I still go back to Zurich, but basically I'm an American. My family's all moved back. I'm the European that lives in, in, in the U.S. So here I am. Um, but the U.S. being a great place to be an entrepreneur, that's what I kind of uh, pursued with my life because I love uh, creating the new. I was always in product development. I always liked building things from the ground up. So I think it's just fascinating. Um, and short story, I started a, uh, most recently I started a, uh, I invented a beauty product that I brought to market internationally. Um, and I did have a male partner, but I, as I was building the company, it was me and him and being, uh, you know, 50% woman and, and both of us looking for investment and trying to raise uh, money to support our business. Um, I often became kind of marginalized in the room as the woman, even though I invented the product, it was hard for me to get my voice across. And it was really important that I felt that I, I, I just, I, I needed to, I needed support to be uh, the voice heard. Um, and I didn't really know how to do that. And um, unfortunately, the business didn't uh, succeed because of uh, knockoffs coming out of China. But as I was winding down, I was kind of like thinking about how, how, what was my next move? Where was I going in my life? I didn't want to really go back to my um, career in sales. Um, that wasn't really my thing anymore. Um, and a friend of mine introduced me to um, Rain Sullivan, who had this amazing idea um, and was kind of uh solving for the problem that I saw, but from her side as a woman uh, executive, looking at, for access into the entrepreneurial world, um, you know, ha, uh, connecting with startups, whether it be advisory boards or investing in them. Um, and together we 
we created this, uh, our platform, our, the fourth floor, which is a digital platform to bring entrepreneurs and women executives together to further board careers and startups. It's so amazing. that's kind of the short story. <laughs> it, but it's amazing. And I encourage everyone to check it out. It's the, spell out fourth, the F-O-U-R-T-H floor.co.co. Um, check it out. It's like LinkedIn for entrepreneurs on steroids. It's, it's amazing what you guys have built and um, which is all the more why I'm super excited to have you here. Cause we did talk to Breen and Breen talked about the things that we need to, that women especially need to figure out before they go out there and search for a board seat here. Now we take it from the entrepreneurial angle, especially since you, you are one and were, I, I would still say you still are. And, yeah. you know, people need boards. And I feel like so many small businesses just, just completely ignore that whole side of the business. And so this brings us right to the first of your five points on creating a board. When do you start building it? Yeah. Um, well, one, I don't think it's that um, startups are ignoring it, is that I think they're not even aware yeah. of how how they can and when they should and why they should. Um, I didn't know, and I wish somebody would have told me that I had access to potentially a bench of, of experts that could have helped me navigate everything. Um, so my mine and our biggest point is build out your advisory board as early as possible. And it can be in ideation stage. It can be pre-ideation. Like it could be just just that thought that you had when you got out of bed, like build out your advisory board then, because really what you're doing is you're just building your tribe. So, you know, you, you have a group of people that you admire or have certain skill sets that you're interested in, you float the idea. And then that's how, that's how you build your idea and, and validate it by your first uh, people that get interested in it. And, and as they, as they kind of uh, gather around you and support you and offer their networks possibly, or offer support or are willing to make some kind of, do some kind of work or job for you um, just to even get you going, that validates your idea. And it's really, really important. Yeah, um, I get that. And it's like you're testing the waters, right? But how do you, like, basically, this is a total blanket question. Does every, does every business need a board? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> One, one they help you mitigate any any problems coming down the pike. Two, if you get the right experts on it, it's going to save you money. It can save you runway because they're going to be able to do jobs that you don't need to subcontract out. So why wouldn't you build it ASAP? Yeah. So that's your second point, right? So who, who am I asking to be on my board other than people that love my idea? And that would just like be my mom, right? And I, yeah, I don't want my, yeah. my mom's probably not the right person to be, although she'd be great, but, but who am I asking to be on my board? You want to ask people that have skills that you do not have. So any question that you have that you need to go to somebody and you find value in what their experience and their know-how is, those are the kind of people that you want. And you want your board to be varied and, and deep in experience so that you get the most out of them. Um, and I just, I just want to go back to my first point really quickly. Um, yeah. when, when is the right time to build out your board? It's now because we have now met so many uh, startup founders that actually built their boards out before they even wrote a line of code and or made their uh, their uh, prototype. 
And it's so interesting because I, I don't work much with men startups, so I don't know how they handle it, but women, we're always very, very, um, we, we want, we want to be perfect. <laughs> that's not what that doesn't help us. So we always think like, well, if I can just get my business up to a next point, maybe then, then I deserve a board. Or maybe if I just, if I get a little step further, that next advisor will really want to work with me. And that's not how we should look at it. Like we need to build those advisors out now so that we can get more and closer to perfect later. But perfection is, is, is our Achilles heel. Oh, for sure. For sure. All around too. Like, I mean, I think <laughs> there's that whole, you know, we've heard that same, um, analogy like over and over again, right? If there's like, if there's 10 things needed uh, on a job application and a man has two, he says I'm perfect for the job. Whereas she has to at least have eight or nine or she won't even apply. And that's right. So that's like, that is our, that is an inherent problem we have. Okay. So, but now you've identified these people. All right. So I know who my posse are, my tribe, as you said, I love that. How do I start? What do I do with them? You talk to them, <laughs> you tell them, you, you, you get, be really upfront, right? Like you're building a relationship and with any relationship, you have to be real and you have to be vulnerable and you have to identify what you really want, because if there's any ambiguity that just opens up, you know, a can of worms. So you want to be really upfront with these people, but mostly we, one thing we like to um, talk about the fourth floor is how, how you should work with somebody, right? Because just like when you're getting married, you're not going to, you're not going to marry the first guy that you meet. Like you want to date for a while and see how it works. So there's things that you can do. You can set up preliminary meetings and, 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 and talk about issues. Um, and then it maybe progress into the like the next step and, uh, maybe do some work together or, you know, maybe they're up for doing an assignment or something where, you know, not necessarily anything is exchanged except for that uh, you're bring, you know, you're just creating this relationship. And then as you see, if you're working well together and uh, you love the, the, the product that they're doing or the, the work that they're doing or, or that you feel passion from them because you really want to find people that are really interested in what you're doing and support your mission, then you can start thinking about like whether, they're a match for your board. It's a great point. I remember when I got divorced, someone told me I was going to have to kiss a lot of frogs till I found my next prince. But I feel like that's also, like you said, in business as well. Like, and that I also think is a, is a problem with that women have. We just presume every relationship is going to be perfect. And it's really not. You do have to test the waters. I mean, just because we're friends and we like to have wine on Friday night does not mean we could work together. Exactly. And right. you know, when you identify those roles and you say, I'd like to have, you know, somebody with finance on my board, I'd like to have somebody with legal uh, experience on my board. And you, you identify those things just because you found somebody doesn't mean you should put them on your board. Yeah, <laughs> like make sure you exactly. like them, make sure they're going to support you. And they also have to, you have to, you have to, um, kind of, uh, find out from them what they're willing to give. So are they willing to open up their networks? Are they willing to say your name when you're not in a room, like all those things. And then if you start slowly with them, you're going to see whether they do that or not. And then you can trust. Cause it's, I guess, you know, it's all about building trust for sure. And, but that, that nicely brings us to your next point is compensation. When I am new and I'm starting out and I want and I found the perfect people, right? I found my tribe. I found the people I can trust. I don't, I can't even pay the lights in my own studio, right? And so I can't, I don't have any money to pay these people, right? So what do you do in that situation? Like, how do I entice them to come for the ride? 
Well, I think that's one of the reasons why you need to find people who believe in your mission, because that is going to motivate a lot of people to just keep going. Um, and then there's always the question of equity. Like, yes, founders generally don't have a lot of cash on hand that they can just go and pay for uh, their advisors, but you can promise them things. Um, and depending on the stage of your company is, you know, there are some standards, you know, like uh, early stage companies, um, equity can be anywhere from like a quarter to 1% of all shares. Um, but that doesn't mean that that's you. So you have to figure out your own, uh, what, what your offering is. And then also a discussion with the person, the person might say, you know, I, I, I see where you are and what your, what your struggles are. So I won't take anything for six months or, you know, we'll talk about later or, you know, it's, it's really a conversation. Um, one of the things I love. Mm -hmm. One of the things I love about the fourth floor is there's give, what is your give and what is your get? You ask, you ask for these things. Like, could you in a way, you know, barter off the compensation, right? Like, so I'm going to be on your board um, and I'll give you X and in turn, I need you to help me with Y, so to speak. I mean, so I guess really sky's the limit, right? You can create your own equation on how we're going to compensate each other. Absolutely. And you know, what's so interesting is that um, we always forget the other perspective, right? So we as founders, we're looking at advisors and thinking like, why in the world would they want to help me? Or why, why do they want to work for me? Well, keep in mind that advisors are trying to build their board careers. So right. they're thinking, they're thinking like, oh, if I help this little startup, then I can leverage that position into a larger startup, which I can then leverage into a larger startup. And then, you know, so they might end up on a publicly traded board at some point, which is their goal. Um, but maybe you help them get there. So there's there's a wide swath of, of reasons why somebody might help you, whether it's mission, whether it's their own career. And then it's just that conversation of like, well, you know, what is it worth for you? Uh, what do you need? Some people need certain things. So then you have to see if that works for you, but it's really just a back and forth in conversation. And the thing that we do tell advisors when they're asking the question from their perspective is, is, uh, well, compensation, what do you want from compensation? Do you want to, you know, make money or do you want that, uh, lottery ticket? Because, you know, some startups can end up unicorns and then all of a sudden you're sitting on something amazing. So, you know, it's, don't, as a founder, don't forget that the, the other person is in it for their reasons and those just getting to what helps you both is the important thing. Right. Right. Everyone, right. Everyone has a mission and you just yeah. need to figure out what it is. And so that brings us to your last point, which is how to maximize the value from your board. And I think that's really important too. Like you know, I think they should know the commitment up front, right? We're going to meet four times a year or once a month or something like that. Like that's all part of maximizing their value, right? Absolutely. I mean, I think we've heard this from multiple founders now and actually advisors as well, is that they're not maximizing their board. They think it's a, it's a thing to do on their checklist. I need to make my board and check. I did it. Um, but then what are you getting out of it? Right. So make sure that you're, you're meeting you one, you want to make sure you have the right people on your board. And then two, you want to make sure that you're, you're touching base with them, that you're interacting with them on a regular basis so that they know exactly where your company stands, what you're working on, how they can help. 
because um, as I mentioned before, I think, you know, networking is a really important piece of it. So if you're a company and you're launching something specific or you're needing to do X, Y, Z, engage your advisors and make sure that, that they're maximizing all the things that they can offer, whether it's their experience or network. So it's like, and, and I think settings, uh, you know, setting meetings, um, you know, or, or phone calls or whatever it is in a regular basis helps people, uh, you know, really think about like when and how and where to come to the table. Um, yeah, Cause we just get, we all get so busy too. Right. So, and right. I, I, I wonder if, you know, would you say, would you say that's one of the biggest mistakes that entrepreneurs make with their boards is, is not utilizing them to the, their full capacity? Yeah. And I think also it's interesting. Um, the idea that a board meets once a month or once a quarter in a very structured way, um, might be, uh, a good way for some people to operate, but it might not be the only way. So I think founders need to also understand that they can engage their board um, individually, the board members individually on a monthly basis or a weekly basis, you know, whatever that person's bandwidth is to help you um, take advantage of that. Because just because you can't, just because not everybody wants to meet once a month, doesn't mean you can't meet with, you know, the members as you want to. So I think it's important to know that there's flexibility in that and that you should just take advantage as much as possible. Yeah. I love this. Cause I also think that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm Sicilian and we always joke that, you know, you put a bunch of Italians around a table and everyone, you know, you say, I need an accountant. I got, and someone says, I got a guy. And then, the, you know, I, I need a new fence. Oh, I got a guy for that too. Right. And they always, there's always a guy. And we need to have like, we got to have like the posse of, I got a girl for you. And I think that's probably what your board could be, right? That, like you Absolutely. said earlier, I have no, I don't know legal stuff. So I, I should, I should go find a girl that knows legal stuff and get her in my posse. That way, when I have a question, I can go right to her. I think if we start to think, it's, it's almost about women just sometimes suck at asking for help. And that's really what this board is. This board is there to help you. I love that. Yes, exactly. It's like a, you're a big Italian family. Yes. <laughs> I love that. We're going to rebrand boards as the, my big fat Italian family, my big fat, what was that movie? My big fat Greek wedding. It's the Greek same. wedding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, in essence, that's what captures it. Right. Right. And you're right. We have to change that guy to a gal. Yeah. Because it happens all the time. You know, you say you need, uh, I need a tooth pulled. They got a guy like every, there's always somebody in their inner circle. That's exactly what this feels like to me. Like I need my inner circle to fill all the holes of the things I need to take my business to the next level. That's right. And that's why I think on the fourth floor, it's really productive when we have our gives and gets um, live feeds, because that's where we're trying to encourage people to ask for what they need and what they can give. So they can be that. I got a guy. I got yeah. a girl. <laughs> and, and I will say, and that's why I encourage more and more, I really encourage people to check it out, that people are super assertive. They're very upfront. This is what I need. And I love that because that is not, you know, that's just not typical of, for a lot of women in a lot of industries, but they're, these are strong, assertive women. And I think it's, I think it's fantastic. So again, I encourage you to check out the site. 
the F-O-U-R-T-H floor.co. Kat, you're amazing. Breen, you know, everyone, please go back and listen to the podcast we did with her. I can't thank you enough for your time and your insight. And uh, I really do hope people check out the site. Thank you, Tracy. It was really wonderful talking to you and I love all that you do. So thank you. Ah, thanks. presentation is for informational and educational purposes only and should not be relied upon as investment advice or the basis for making any investment decisions. Neither UBS Financial Services, Inc. nor any of its employees provide tax or legal advice. You should consult with your personal tax or legal advisor regarding your personal circumstances. In providing wealth management services to clients, we offer both investment advisory and brokerage services, which are separate and distinct and differ in material ways. For information, including the different laws and contracts that govern, visit UBS.com forward slash working with us. UBS Financial Services, Inc. is a subsidiary of UBS AG, member FINRA, SIPC.